Hi, this is Michael Lowe, and you're listening to. May I ask you a question? This is the third and final episode of my April conversation with Tim Burns, missionary in Nagoya, Japan, with his wife Chie and three kids. In this last part, we talk about a concerning trend Tim has noticed with parachurch ministries in Japan started by younger Americans, which leads us to delve into some of our concern for the church in America. Thanks for listening. Separately, uh, thinking about, uh, you and I talked briefly about just kind of the, um, the patience and the long view on things. Um, you were talking about how some people want to do parachurch ministry out there. Uh-huh. And, um, but uh, how it was, there were aspects of it that were to, to you a little disconcerting. Yeah. This is a trend I've seen over the last few years. And praise God that there is a lot more interest in Japan as a mission field mm-hmm. um, amongst missiologists, amongst people looking into missions as a as a option. Option, yeah. I don't want to say career. Did you, did you <laughs> just use some big word? Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because yeah, we're not doing this to get rich. <laughs> right. Um <clears throat> But the disconcerting thing is how many of these new missionaries are coming to Japan unaffiliated with any church at all. Mm-hmm. Any church in the States, any church in Japan. Um, there's And they're content to be that way. Absolutely. Prefer, Happy to be prefer that way. Prefer to be that way. Defiantly anti-church, some of them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um there, there's just for instance a college ministry in my town in Nagoya, um, who we offered them, hey, why don't you have your meetings in our church space? Mm-hmm. Is it an American? You said in in Nagoya. Yeah, yeah, in Japan, um, they have a policy; they don't use any church buildings. Uh, we offered them, can we join your meetings? Just yeah. meet some students. Yeah. Nope, can't do that. Because you were part of a because church. Because you're in church. Like that's what they explicitly church. said. Yep. Um, they. What about as an individual? Um, like if you, like, okay, if I'm not representing the church, can I Can I just up? show up? No, yeah. they, they wouldn't let me. Because they already know yep. who you are. <clears throat> yep. And, and we had long conversations about this. Believe the long conversations. Um, they won't send, if a college student repents, turns to Christ, they won't send him to any church or her. Um, they won't let their leaders be a member of any church. Uh, be, they, the, the reason they give for this is because they don't want to look partial toward one church or one denomination. My answer to that is you are teaching these students that the church is not important, that Christians don't need the church, and what's going to happen once they graduate and are totally cut off from that what little Christian community they had in college ministry. Right. They're just on their own. And they've been taught they don't need church. Um, there's one girl in, in my town um, who does orphan ministry. Orphanages are, are bad in Japan. They're hard places and they produce hard people. A lot of, a lot of the They're bad me- uh, meaning that like... The orphans are just not well cared for. They're right. not well viewed in society. Right. They're ostracized at school. Everyone knows that's an orphanage kid. Mm. They're made fun of. 
um, they can't get a good job. And that's a huge area where the church can have a huge impact, mm-hmm. right? But this girl has been hurt by a church in America, um, said, forget it, I'm done with church, I'm going to Japan. She came to Japan to do orphan ministry. But she does it uh, under a Christian banner? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much she shares the gospel with these kids. Mm-hmm. She mostly feeds them, plays dodgeball with them. But she cares for them better, like in, in from a worldly perspective, she cares for them better than other Japanese orphans. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and I'm glad for that. And if those kids hear the gospel through it, praise God for that. But what if she could... What if she could talk to pastors in their area, in our city, and and, and get them passionate about orphan ministry? Mm-hmm. What if she could train churches to foster and to adopt? What if we could empty those orphanages, mm-hmm. and those kids could be raised in the church in a loving community, mm-hmm. not have that 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 separation that being raised in an orphanage brings? I just think that these parachurch organizations could benefit and churches could benefit if we had a more robust partnership. Um, If there wasn't this antagonism toward church. And I think a lot of that comes from younger generations who are maybe raised in church in the States and saw that their church didn't do a lot of outreach, didn't do any of these things. Mm-hmm. And so their idea is, if I want to do these things, it's got to be apart from the church because mm-hmm. the church isn't doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a distrust that the church can actually effectively run these ministries. My answer to that is, that, that's what a parachurch organization should be doing. Right. Training the church to do it. Right. Um, so, in, in that sense, like, uh, do you view this as a symptom of the pro- of the problem, or do you view this as the problem that the that they don't want to partner with churches? Because, like, to me, I'm almost viewing it as a symptom of the problem that the institution of the church is being devalued yeah. by these by these parachurch ministries, the people who are leading these parachurch ministries. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I think it's a symptom which creates new problems. Sure, sure, <clears throat> and so. Um, Okay, my my turn to go on my little. I don't know if it's a rant, but uh, sharing a perspective. Um, within America, because they don't live anywhere else, um, <laughs> there is there's been a shift from kind of having uh, finding your identity in church, or specifically for Christians, or but just maybe people in general, right? Like there's historically for me growing up. You found your identity in like either church or something to that effect, right? right? But right. then now it's shifted more towards either politics or uh-huh. social values, uh-huh. those sorts of things, right? Yeah. And and the uh, even if you still affiliate with some religion or still affiliate with Christianity, let's keep it in that realm, then the percentage of the pie that it takes up is just less. Yes, and so. Um, uh, I guess that's why I say that that's part, more the symptom than the problem. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, um, 
but what the solution to that is. I mean, because in some ways the, the church's voice is, is just, um, it's becoming a little bit muted because of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of the way that the, that the values have shifted, but maybe also because um, churches, uh, for whatever reason, they're just not resonating the same way. Right. And yeah, I, I see that too. And I think you're right that these folks coming over unaffiliated are a symptom of that problem. Mm -hmm. They've seen that problem here in the States and they've Mm -hmm. said, okay, church isn't going to do anything. Mm -hmm. I've got to do this on my own. Mm -hmm. What's the answer to that? I don't know. Training of those missionaries? Mm -hmm. Um, Just sitting down and having conversations with them rather than saying, oh, those jerks aren't aren't coming to my church. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's a huge problem. I mean... Do you... Sorry. Do you think that... Um, in, in some ways, like... Uh, maybe if churches weren't involved with those types of ministries uh, as much, the ones that these people were growing up or, or were a part of, that they... Like, that there's... Do you think that there's any selfishness for these people in like, oh, I get, uh, I'm doing something yeah. type of a thing. Yeah. I, maybe it's not, maybe selfishness is a little bit too judgmental, but do you think that that's sure. a part of it? Like, I do. I, I want to be able to see something that I'm actually I accomplishing do. or. Maybe it's an impatience as well mm-hmm. because it takes so long. It's such hard work mm-hmm. to, to get a church going, a church which proclaims the gospel, a church which is reaching the lost. Uh, because it takes you know five years typically f- between the the introduction of the gospel and a conversion with Japanese people, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of patience. Yeah, um, and it's much more exciting, much more uh, temporarily fulfilling. Yeah, to go do something, yeah. right. I fed homeless people today. Yeah, yeah. What did you do? Have a Bible study with someone who still doesn't believe? Right. Uh, it makes for more exciting newsletters back home. Yeah. Um, and so there is All the that... while, they could be doing this as a non-Christian too. Yes, exactly. And in effect, maybe not nominally, but in effect, they are doing it as a non-Christian. Yeah. A lot of them are even joining non-Christian organizations. Mm. Um non-christian homeless because they're almost abstracting the beliefs of charity of yeah. helping helping the disadvantaged they're abstracting those and finding and kind of uh commemorating those as core beliefs and then finding people with whom they overlap yes. whether or not it has a label of christian that's exactly it and you know i was talking with this this orphanage girl and that's exactly what she said to me the the lady who runs this orphanage is a better christian than anyone i've met she's not a christian she loves the orphans. Great. Yeah. She needs the gospel too. What if she came to Christ? Think of the impact she could have. Right. Do you view that you are almost... The extent to which you have contact with these people and want to focus on those relationships, uh, meaning the, the Americans and the parachurch uh, organizations over there, do you view th- that you need to evangelize to them? Yes. Some of them. Like and and not that you're making a judgment on their salvation, but kind of trying to help uh, 
either restore or redeem their perspective on who yes. God is and how he shows up in the church. That's precisely it. And and I want to do that in an understanding manner, in a non-judgmental manner. It's mm-hmm. sometimes hard to not judge these people. Well, you are American. <laughs> and, ju- and judgmental. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love just sitting down with these people and saying, look, let's look at the biblical model. Yeah. Paul goes to Corinth and plants a church. Paul comes back to Corinth. Um, let's say Ephesus. He comes back to Ephesus. Mm-hmm. Um, years later, what did he find? He didn't find disparate ministries spread across the city who weren't connected to each other. You know, mm-hmm. there wasn't the homeless ministry. There wasn't the college ministry. There wasn't the Greek as a second language ministry. Mm-hmm. There was the church mm-hmm. living together, worshiping together, sharing everything in common, and the church as a body reaching out to its own city, blessing its own city. But all these blessings came from the church. Mm-hmm. And this made the church attractive to the city. Yeah. Um, Do you think that starting though with uh, a biblical idea, uh, or at least a level of exposition or whatever, is a non non-starter for them? For some, for some of them, it is. Actually, the the girl who works with orphans, it, you know, we're still talking some, and she may be starting to see some sense. <laughs> yeah. But uh, a lot of people are just so disaffected by the church or, or even bitter toward the church. Yeah. And they're like, no, I'm doing the things the church won't do. Hmm. Have you asked any church if they would do it? Yeah. Um, it, what if... What if the church, could, the downtown church, could start housing these homeless people instead of you just feeding them? Yeah. What would you tell the American church uh, after having interacted with these people? You are creating a generation of people who have no confidence in the church. Do you have a sense of what the American church is doing to uh, cause that? Um, not as... Not I mean, you haven't been, you haven't been haven't here for, been for several here, years. But, so it's, yeah. it is hard for me to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't have an exact answer. I think the, the kind of political split that's happening in this country yep. is having a large effect on that. Yeah. And so you have some churches um, who are kind of just nominally churches, mm-hmm. and their whole thing is social justice, mm-hmm. social activity. Mm-hmm. And the reaction against that by more um, conservative churches mm-hmm. would be, oh, social justice, social activity, right. that's for liberals. Right. We don't do that. Right. And that's where these, these kids are getting disaffected, hmm. I think. Well, I guess it's some of it could be chicken or the egg, too, right? Like yeah. Whether or not the, <laughs> the certain churches are, are, whether or not the reaction is on one end or the other, it, the reaction is there. Yeah, and kind of down talking the social yes, uh, the helping society the tangible needs of society. Right, right. And uh, I'm speaking in generalities, of course. Right. Not, not true of every church. churches. Right. 
<laughs> I am not talking about <laughs> <laughs> the church that is on this address. I mean, it, 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 one of the churches we went to in California, um, like the pastor was just conscious, I think increasingly conscious of the, this, the, uh, the way that Americans are finding their identity more in their politics than, than in yeah. their yeah. Uh, faith. And he would just um, very deftly say something to the effect of like, you know, Democrats can be Christians too. And yes. then he would just like jokingly kind of duck as if people would start throwing <laughs> stuff at him at the pulpit. But it's, it's that sort of a it's thing true. where we need to call it out. Um, We're at the point in this country where brothers in Christ can't have a conversation because they disagree on politics. Right. That's right. ridiculous. Right. I, I mean, it, it is, <laughs> it is, it is tough, especially because so much of the political rhetoric, it seems like just to be for rhetoric and kind of, um, um, I mean, to put it completely cynically, it's for ad dollars, yeah. but it's just for inflammatory, uh, content, but and then sometimes the church and Christians get too sucked into that. I would yeah. I would love to see more Christians try to be build reputations and characterize themselves by what they do and not what they say. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. yeah, I said I was talking to some people last night and just social media has given uh, a megaphone to so many people who shouldn't have a megaphone. Yes. And, it would be it would there do are very the... few people who should have a megaphone right yeah and yeah. sure has it democratized it yes but not everybody should have a driver's license either yes and so um but the um imagine what it would be if if um, if christians thought of how to uh live out their faith in ways that tangibly uh serve society yep concurrent with um Sharing the joy yep. of Christ. Uh, it's it's the message of Jeremiah to the to the Israelites in exile. Hmm. Don't listen to these people who say peace, peace, everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. You are in this city of Babylon. Now work for the good of that city. Mm-hmm. Have kids there. Yeah. Get jobs there. Bless the city. Yeah. You're there. And what's Peter call us? We're exiles in right. this world. All of us. Right. Yeah, uh, it, it, it does frustrate because, you know, when you think about or when I think about kind of the way that dialogue has happened, it's well, we're right because of what we believe. Mm-hmm. And there is some, uh, I don't know, themes that are just problematic of like if you you feel like you have your theology all worked out, then you feel like you can't be wrong. Yeah. Right. You feel like yeah. you have the answers at the back of the book. You don't have to show your work. Yep. And so then therefore, like. There is uh, a then just sin finds a great opportunity to help us uh, become arrogant over those yeah. things. Yeah, and it's just hold on, wait a minute. Let's let's. This, is, this is this really how we want to be represented and known? Yeah, this is something I've seen much more clearly since stepping away from America, hmm. getting out of the country, yeah. out of the culture. Um, you know, in Japan, there are so few churches. Yeah, so far so far between yeah that there is a cooperation interdenominationally mm-hmm. that you don't see here in the states hmm. so i am a cradle baptist i i was a college pastor for eight years at a presbyterian church mm-hmm. um, because we're preaching the same gospel 
if someone comes to Christ and becomes a Presbyterian, praise God. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. You you've repented of your sin. You're gonna be I'm gonna see you in the kingdom. Right. That's what's important. Right. Um but you come here. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's just insane. There yeah. is no unity yeah. amongst the church. Very tribal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I just got a text that, uh, dinner is happening soon. So I, I, I want to finish with this one last thing. And this one's, this one's more for fun. Okay. Okay. I'm not a fun guy, so I don't know what you expect. Think about here. mushrooms? Shrooms? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, really funny joke that was. Um, okay. Oh, I get it. Cause fun guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Top three things uh-huh. uh, that Japan does better than the U.S. Ramen. <laughs> it is Japanese. Okay, keep going. I've been so disappointed. And the ramen here. Oh, oh, there's a great ramen shop down the road oh. here in Seattle. And I go and I'm like, eh, I just paid 15 bucks for this. Okay, can we can we commit them or phase it? <laughs> Top three things that would be surprising that Japan does way better than the U.S. All right. Um... School. Okay. Education. There are huge issues with Japanese education, mm-hmm. but a student who graduates from a Japanese school will be far better educated than an American student hmm. um, and far better to act, um, to live responsibly, um, to act with community mind. Anyway, school is better. Uh, crystallize that though is it um, is, is it just the value because like in America we're more individualistic is part of what I'm hearing that they, they know how to participate within an organization better yeah, yeah absolutely um, like they're not they're necessarily... more prepared to to go internationally as well mm-hmm. um, it's just a lot more community minded mm-hmm. But then also... The, like they're willing to think outside themselves and build yes, towards a greater goal. That's exactly it. That's okay. exactly it. And just the quality of teaching is better. They, they, they've really stuck in Japan to reading, writing, that's math, right because and science. When we when we talked last time, you were afraid that when you came back for furlough, Mitski would have to repeat a grade. You were afraid that Mitski yeah. would have to repeat a grade because the quality of the education is not the same here. Yeah, yeah. Um, we ended up putting him in international school. That. Oh, that's right. No, no, that was the thing. Yeah, you yeah. were afraid the international school would put him behind. But... Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, it, he, he could never go back to Japanese school. He's way too far behind. Huh. Um, okay, second thing. Yep. Second thing that's uh, better. Community relations. And I know I said, um, you know, they're not typically hospital. They won't have you into the house. Mm-hmm. But um, there is a real sense of community pride, mm-hmm. community togetherness. When you're part of the community, mm-hmm. there's a loyalty, there's a dedication to everyone in that community. Hmm. And it's beautiful. I can send my kids, my, my, I can send my eight and six-year-old girl walking three blocks to the park all by themselves to meet their school friends there. Hmm. And I know that every grandma in in the houses on the street on the way to the park are going to be keeping an eye on my girls. And I know 
they're going to be safe. Um, so, it, it, I mean, the provocative word that came to my mind was inclusion. But, like, uh, that's part of what you mean, that, like, if you're part of the community, then we're going to include you and kind yep. of care for you. Watch out for you. But, like, there's a, a safety component to it in your mind, too. Oh, yeah, hugely. Um, everyone watches out for everyone else, and it's beautiful. I love mm. it. Um, okay, with this third thing, mm-hmm. uh, you chose two things that are a little bit more intangible. Okay. Education and community. Choose something tangible. Tangible. <sighs> Public transit. <laughs> 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 uh, I can. I can get anywhere in the country... And I don't need a car. Yeah. And it's incredible. And it's not too expensive. Um, and it's always on time. There's there's a Japanese co- comedian mm-hmm. who works in Britain. But uh, she she has this bit where she saw a poster in, in on the tube in London. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call it, you know. Um, Thank you. Thank you. For <laughs> a uncultured twine like me. Thank you for educating me. And the poster was 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 saying like last year all our trains were within eight minutes of their scheduled departure time, and she was like, "Is this an apology?" Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it is to the second trains leave. It's crazy. Really, it's great. Yeah, my son can get he can get down to the city to hang out with his friends. Um, it's it's great. You don't have to have a car. Mm. Yeah, having a car is nice, but uh, public transit's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's interesting is that with all three things, it just it it uh, part of what makes all those things work, or or the value, the common value is is the like uh, the mentality or the compliant nature of like, hey, let's all work together, yeah. and like whereas in America it's just it's individualism like right we all like our own vehicle we want to get there on yeah. our own time and our own comforts yeah. I don't want to share the space with anybody else that's, yeah. that's... what if someone gross sits next to me right I, and plus I'm above that don't you know who I am yeah yeah. Um, yeah that's not at all the attitude in Japan yeah um, okay flip it around uh-huh. top three things that America does better than Japan um Uh, if I look back to to, to ministry focused topics, I mean, that you're gonna say cheese first, but keep going. Well, cheese, absolutely. <laughs> America does better at cheese, as does Europe. Um, Sorry, you were saying when you think back. To I it. miss cheese. Um, <laughs> if if you visit them in Japan, bring cheese. Yes, please. Uh, I'm partial to brie. Um, <laughs> You can get brie in Japan. It just costs you $40. <laughs> uh, you know, if I, if I go back to our, our, our focus on ministry, we do training better. Mm. We have good seminaries where guys can get good education. You're learn speaking specifically word. Christian, Christian training. training. Mm. Um, and be equipped to go out and serve the body. Uh, and I, I, I recognize that doesn't always happen. Yeah. But it happens much more often here yeah. than it does there. The opportunities are better. Yeah. 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 Um, what else do we do better? Tacos. Uh... Tacos. <laughs> Specifically, what kind? Oh, fish. <laughs> Carne asada. 
Do they call it carne asada in Japan? No. <laughs> okay, keep going. The third thing. Um, boy, this is a hard question. Um, work-life balance. Mm. Which is kind of crazy. Because some Americans would say we overwork ourselves. But I understand. They've never of... lived in Japan. Right. Um, Japan's crazy. They had to pass a law limiting overtime. Right. Yeah, you mentioned that. To 60 hours a week. Yeah. Uh, people kill themselves for like work. Like overtime can't be, you can't work. After 40 hours, you can't work more than 60 hours. Oh, okay. A week. Well, uh, so you can't work more than 100 hours a week total. Yeah. Like, the, the, the total number of overtime hours cannot be more than 60. Yes. Because the 40-hour week is, is your regular time. Yep. That is that is crazy. It's crazy. I know you said that last time, but I, I can't believe it. People work themselves to death. They get there early in the morning, and they get home at 2 or 3 in the morning. Um, Do they caffeinate a lot? Yeah. Or sleep on trains. Oh. Or I've seen guys... I've seen guys at my ramen shop fall asleep in their ramen during their lunch break. I like how you call it your ramen shop. It's like cheers. Yes. Sometimes you want to go. There, when when they had to rebuild the country, yeah, a hundred percent focus and dedication to that work was necessary. Yeah, like that was a survival. Yeah, that was a survival culture of yeah the time. Yeah. And World War II saw the end of the clan system in Japan. Mm. Before that, you were dedicated to your clan. That was your commitment. That was your priority. Mm -hmm. That just got transferred over to whatever company you're working for now. Yeah. And companies could ask ridiculous things of their employees and they would never say no. And they got used to that. Huh. Um, But now this upcoming generation is saying, this feels a little stupid. Yeah, they hate it. Hate it. Um, and, and there's a lot of pushback. There are actually some cool um, Christian-owned companies mm-hmm. who are moving into Japan to try and fight that culture, <laughs> to hire people and say, hey, you're done at 40 hours a week. Yeah. Um, Do they pay as well? They're trying to. Yeah. So that, there are some cool things happening with the younger generations in regard to work and life. But there's some innovation happening. Yeah, yeah. More people are taking vacations. Yeah. Um, I think they're even considering legislation that you that you have to take your vacation days. Wow. Everyone would get vacation days just yeah. so the company could say we offer yep. vacation yep. days, but no one would take them. But it's a paper paper. Yeah. Gesture. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it's slowly changing, huh. but they could learn some from American companies. I think. Interesting. Um, okay, so then the conclusion is that if people visit you, they need to bring brie yes. and they need to bring tacos. And I will take you out to ramen. <laughs> <laughs> because the Amer- the ramen places here, by and large, are no good. Exactly. <laughs> Duly noted. Tim, thanks for joining me again. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, Lord bless. We'll be in touch. Thank you. Thanks for the time. This concludes my three-part conversation with Tim Burns. Hope you all are well. Lord bless.